Well, hello, 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 everyone. It's Grant, and on to my left side, it's... Hi, this is Mike. And we have our special guest also with us, with us today, Melissa Bridges. Say hi, Melissa. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another fun episode of Stepping Out with Little Rock Parks and Recreation. Mike, what's been going on this weekend? Uh, I think there was a little event, uh, the Little Rock Marathon took place, and I think it went pretty well. I mean, about... 12,000 runners. 12,000 runners, 20 to 30,000 spectators, 2,000 volunteers, 216 porta potties. How many cones? How many cones did we have out there? About 1,200 cones. Mike is kind of the rain man of all the numbers. It's kind of like, yeah, definitely 12, that many cones, that many cones. Well, and he didn't say, and me and my 12-year-old ran the 5K. There you go. That's right. I ran into you in the hallway just randomly out of these 12,000 people. (laughs) We had, we had lots of people around here that ran the 5Ks, the 10Ks, the half marathon, the marathon, and some did two of those races, and it was a, it was a pretty good weekend. We, it was good weather-wise, which we haven't had the last few years, so it was, a, it was a very nice weekend for Little Rock. Yeah, and thank you to all the staff and everyone that helped uh, make that an awesome race. Thank you for all the entertainment. Thank you for everyone making this one of our uh, the best and biggest events that we do here in Little Rock. So, also at Allsop Park, if you go up there on Cavanaugh near the promenade, you'll see that we are having work on going on putting a paved trail from the Cavanaugh promenade down to the park facilities itself. That's ongoing, and uh, we will keep you up to date when that is completed. So, coming soon to a park near you, we have uh, we have lots of things happening in our recreation on the recreation side. Lots of camps. Uh, athletic leagues for uh, adults and youths are getting started. After-school programs are going. Um, registration's open for all those things. The Junior Park Ranger camps for this summer. Uh, if you're interested in any of those, you can go to our website. Uh, LRPR.org, and that will take you directly to the City of Little Rock's Parks and Recreation page, and you just click on that big old ActiveNet button. And sign up there, and you can take part in any of our activities that we have, and, there, and there's more coming. Uh, the playground program registration will open up on May 1st, so we're still a little bit away from that. But there's there's lots of things happening in our recre- on the recreation side uh, as the spring and summer come around, and, and registration's all available on the website. And it's youth and adult, adult sports, too. So adult softball signed up right now, and also adult uh, basketball. So please take a look. We'd love to have you come out and play with us. So also, speaking, we also have some special events going on at our recreation center. Uh, On March 13th, we have a Splatter at Stevens. That is a painting get-together that's happening down at Stevens Community Center. What what else is going on, Mike? Uh, Over at the MacArthur Museum of Arkansas Military History, we have, on March 17th, we have another, their monthly movie, Homecoming, A Vietnam Vet's Journey, that takes place at 6.30. Um, Free drinks, free popcorn. Uh, as it is every month, it's a great night there. And then later uh, in the month, it's Kids Night Out out at Southwest Community Center. That's right. And another new thing that just kicked off this month is the Explore Little Rock Challenge. If you haven't checked that out, check it out on the city's webpage, Explore Little Rock. This starts from now and goes till 2021, but there's a list of 51 challenges. And if you do a hashtag on that with your social media, if when you go out to these locations... There are going to be prizes at the end of it. And what they're doing is trying to get the citizens of Little Rock to become tourists within the city. 
So go out and see all the, uh, it, it, it's a lot of parks and recreation facilities and parks, uh, but it's more than that. It's all around the city, all the different attractions that are available. Uh, a lot of people lived here and like, well, I don't, I didn't realize that was there. So it's trying to get people that actually live here and also those visiting to get out and explore Little Rock. Yes, and then we also have coming up in March our open data days that Little Rock Parks and Recreation is glad to be a part of as well that I do believe our special guest, Melissa Bridges, can inform us a little bit more on that. But um, let me go ahead and give you the dates on that. That's going to be uh, March 7th, uh, 10 a.m. to noon at the Adolphine Fletcher Terry Library. Then on March 14th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the John Gold Fletcher Library. And then March 28th is going to be 3.30 to 5.30 at the D. Brown Library. And then April 4th, 2 to 4 p.m. at the Roosevelt Thompson Library. Now, Melissa Bridges, our Performance and Innovation Coordinator for here at the City of Little Rock, what are Open Data Days? Very good question, Grant. Um, so Open Data Days is an, actually it's an international event. Um, I think they're actually in their seventh or eighth year. And last year, there were over 400 locations all around the globe that participated, Little Rock being one of them. This is our third year participating. And it's a chance for the city to go out and meet with our residents and kind of show off some of the cool data tools that we've built. Uh, three years ago, we launched an open data site, and that has information from police incidents to planning permits to business licenses. 311 request all broken down so that you can access it and do really cool things with it. We've got a Citizen Connect site, which um, is really geared towards the residents. It's an interactive map. You can plug in your home address, your kid's school address, your business, and look and see kind of what's going on in my city around the places that are important to me and my family. You can see, again, Police information, 311 information. Um, you can see where the housing and neighborhood programs land bank properties are. So if you're looking for some reinvestment opportunities in Little Rock, you can see where those are. Um, and then we also have what's called a mapping application site, which has all, all kinds of really cool interactive maps, including one with all the parks facilities on it. Um, if you're trying to find out, well, hey, what's the closest park to, to my house? Because the kids and I want to go out, out and or we've got visitors coming in. You can pull up that map and you can see, is there playground equipment there? Is there a picnic table if we want to take uh, lunch with us? You can see, hey, are there walking trails? Is there a place that I can go take my dog and let my dog run loose? Because we've got those at our parks facilities, too. Um so it's really, it, it's an interactive day that residents are invited to come out, and I'm really excited this year that we've coordinated with the Central Arkansas Library to be able to have four different locations spread out through town. So if there's one Saturday that doesn't work for you, you've got other opportunities, and it's a hands-on learning, digging down into the tools and kind of just making sure everybody knows that these resources are out there. And you, you've mentioned these sites that are available. Where, where can someone find those? So the quickest, easiest way on the very front page of littlerock.gov, um, there's a button that says Transparency in Action, and that's how you can get straight to the Citizen Connect site. Um, the cool thing about how we've built all the sites is they're all interlinked. So anytime you land on one of them, there's links to the other ones. The, the main page for open data is data.littlerock.gov. Citizen Connect is citizenconnect.littlerock.gov. 
Um, and the mapping applications, while it has a much longer URL on it, the web address, um, again, there's links to it off of both the other sites that you can get to it. And the information on these open data days is on those sites as well? Um, you can actually go to the Eventbrite site because we're asking folks to register so that we kind of have a good idea of how many folks are showing up. It's free, again, open to the public, various times, various locations. We just kind of need to know how many folks are going to come up. Um, I'm really excited. The first one coming up this Saturday, uh, the March 7th one at the Cherry Library, they're going to have snacks and drinks available. So we're really excited about that. Again, fantastic partnership with the library being able to use their locations. But yeah, all of, the, all of the RSVP links are out on the Eventbrite. So if anybody just goes and searches Open Data Day in Little Rock, you'll be able to find them. And people would be really, I think, surprised to see how much data we actually have open to the public. I mean, it's not just Little Rock Parks. I mean, we all tie in together. You can see 311 requests. It's amazing when you see how much data is out there from each and every department. Yeah, and the really cool thing is we're not done. It, it's a it's an ongoing effort. Like I said, we launched the Open Data website, gosh, four years ago now. Um, the Citizen Connect site got launched three years ago now, but we're continuously adding. Um, one of the, the pieces of information that the neighborhood associations have really been interested in wanting to get out there is the Housing and Neighborhood Program's Unsafe Vacant Structure List. So we're actually working in the process with them right now. As folks might know, the planning department earlier this year went live on their online permitting software, so you don't have to fill out all those paper forms to get your permits to do construction or renovation on your house, and we're working with them to kind of revamp some of their information to get some more details in there, because as we kind of go through this, we're learning and, and getting feedback from our residents going, well, hey, I see you have this, but do you also have this piece? And that's kind of what a lot of these open data events are about is also getting that feedback from our residents to say, well, what else do you have? Or would I be able to find this? Or where can I find these different things? What is the definition of open data? Good question. So, so to have a piece of information be open in, in the international standard, it has to be available in a format that other folks can go grab that they don't have to pay for, that they don't have to request. Um, and our sites, you can go in and you can download all of the data. You can actually use the tools that are built on the site. So if you're somebody that wants to see, hey, well, let me show you, see all the planning permits that have pu been pulled this year in Ward 3, for example. You can use all the tools on there. You can build your own map. You can build your own chart. Um, again, you can pull that information, you can put it into other systems. We've had lots of residents that, that have done that. A um, couple really cool projects that have come out of being able to have this information available. There is a program that we started uh, almost two years ago now called Lights on Little Rock. And it was after going and visiting some residents in the Midtown Neighborhood Association, their number one concern was the fact that their streets were so dark. And we said, okay, well, that's that's pretty easily fixable because the city has a 311 app, and you can either call 311, you can use the app on your mobile device, or you can go to the city's website and plug in a request for streetlights that are out. But we found out that first, folks didn't know they could do that, and second, they weren't really quite sure how to do it. So we started working with the neighborhood associations and using the information and just creating quick little Google Maps to be able to have a... a plan to say start on the street and go through your neighborhood to this way 
Um, we've actually spread it through several different neighborhoods. Central High neighborhood did one that was really successful. Wright Avenue's done one, South End's done one. And the data has proved out that every time when we look at them, over the course of six, nine months, a year, there may have been a handful of requests that were put in. But once they understood, oh my gosh, we can all band together and go get this done, there were 30 and 40 requests in particular neighborhoods that were happening. So it was making a huge impact in that neighborhood just by allowing them to see, here's a map of your neighborhood and here's how you can use some of this data that's out there to actually make an impact on things around your house. So this open data that's available, have you seen departments within the city improving how they're doing things now that they're able to find this some of this data that maybe they didn't know existed? Yeah, because that's the other component to, to the whole open data program and the fact that we're doing this is every city that's kind of done this, they've, they've all figured out that we all kind of get our heads down and work in our lane and, and don't necessarily look up and, and think, okay, well, we're doing this parks project and we're trying to figure out what are the resources that are available or what are the things that are kind of already going on in this part of town? And you guys may not know, well, hey, I can go to this website and plug in an address and pull up and see here's kind of the redevelopment stuff that's being pulled. Here's here's the 311 requests that are going in. Here's the, the police information to figure out are there crimes going on. And so that's that's been a definitely another benefit to this program is we've got departments working with each other more and understanding that this is a tool for them as well, because aside from having the Open Data Day events, we also do internal training for our city staff so that they know that this is a resource for them as well. Um, and kind of like Grant said, um, folks kind of go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that we had this, and wow, this is kind of cool. And the other byproduct from that is, they then go, well, wait a second, I've got a piece of information and I've got some stuff, maybe I can help share on this. So there's been lots of other projects that, that kind of come out of it from that standpoint as well yeah just sitting here i'm thinking back to the marathon mm -hmm. one of the things we as the operation side of the marathon looking at 26 miles of roads what construction projects are happening who has permits to do construction and trying to find all of that it sounds like i could probably just go to this one spot and find a majority of it probably not all of it but a majority of it yeah and i would say that that's probably one of the areas that that we're still working on um because there is one of the maps out there that has all of the public works capital improvement projects that are going on um it we're in the process of trying to get it a little more live and in real time so that exactly for those type of events for for um, any of those bigger things in town, if, if there's an event over at the Capitol or there's one of the parades or any of those type things to kind of figure out, do we need to reconfigure part of our route or do we need to think through how we do this to make sure that the people that are participating are safe based on what's going on? Absolutely. Or go bribe the construction crew with donuts because that, that works as well. There's always that option too. <laughs> you guys are going to be sick for a week. We'll see you in a week. Here, here, here. Donut speeds the process up. They, they finish yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. Not, not that we did that. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't checked out our parks map, that is probably one of the neatest features that we have that's out there. That was actually, um, we worked here at Parks and Rec with Thomas over at Planning and he's the one that was able to put our map and add all these really neat features. And it also is mobile friendly too, which is really cool that you can just 
be on your phone, hit a button while you're in a park. And when you zoom in, you can see all the amenities around you. So if you want to know where the nearest bathroom is, you can see where the nearest bathroom is. Yeah, and, that, and that's a fantastic feature. That's, that was actually one of the things that I've been asking for because as a mom of two kids, when we're out and about, it's, that's always a question that comes up. One of my favorite maps that's actually out there is one that Thomas built that shows the original footprint of the city of Little Rock. And it takes you through all the various annexations that we've had through the years. So you kind of get to see how the city's grown and morphed and shaped. Um, one of the things that, that I realized, he's also got one that has historic features on it. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go through and click on the little icons and it'll show you kind of the history of a building downtown. If it was one of the original structures and when it was built and if it had a famous architect and those kind of things. I learned that there used to be a streetcar that ran down 13th Street um, from oh. downtown all the way down over towards where the Hinton Center is. Um, I had always wondered why as you drove down that street, there was asphalt in the middle and there were these like six foot wide concrete pieces on either mm -hmm. side of it as you cross over the, the railroad bridge going back towards Central High. And looking at Thomas's map and being able to see kind of where those original streetcar lines ran, that's why that street is configured the way it is. So you can learn all kinds of interesting facts about the city when you kind of go poking around and see what we have out there. And all those maps are on, on the transparency. Yes, you get the mapping application. Um, there's a button right on the front of data.littlerock.gov down at the bottom, and it takes you. And I think at this point, Thomas has built, gosh, maybe <sighs> 20 or more maps. He, he continually the screen is adds big. because to, to your point, Mike, Whenever a department is working on a project and and they're trying to figure out how do we co-collaborate and what is that piece of information, Thomas usually gets pulled in to say, hey, if we have this information, can you kind of help build this layer out so that we can share it with everyone else? And if you want to learn more, once again, come out to one of the open data days Absolutely. at a Central Arkansas library. Please go online uh, and um, reserve your spot, register, so we know how many people to expect. Absolutely, and I would say if you're interested in coming to the March 7th date, um, get your seat quick, because those slots are filling up pretty quick. Um, we, we've got several folks registered for the March 14th, but there's still seats available at, at the other sites. And the conversation that we're having with Central Arkansas Library is, if we have good enough participation and this is well enough received by their patrons and the residents to be able to come out and do this, that this may become a regular event because again, we participate in International Open Data Day, which is the first Saturday in March every year. But if we've got enough need for this in the community to be able to show everybody that these resources are available, we're trying to figure out ways to kind of have these regular events throughout the year. And the other option that's out there that I'll toss out to anybody that's listening is, um, we're happy to come out if you've got a civic group or a school group or a church group or, or a neighborhood association and you kind of want to have a more personal version of this training. That's, that's a lot of how we spend our time as well is going out and just letting people know that these resources are available. Awesome. Um, so just where do you see like the future of data going in Little Rock here in the next five years or so? Like what's your dream? Oh, gracious. Um, so I would say we've kind of been on this path for the last four years now. The city of Little Rock is part of a, a national group 
um, that is called What Works Cities. It's a, a group of over 100 cities all across the country from, from Alaska to Florida, from Maine to California. Um, we're the only city in the state of Arkansas that's participating. And what that group does is there's national standards around how you do these things. Um, you have to consider, for example, when we're looking at our police information, and one of the categories that every city that has to report information up to the FBI for those national crime statistics that everybody looks at, um, one of the categories is rape. So we as a city in our data governance group, which consists of members from all the different departments, we have to consider openness versus private privacy versus confidentiality. Um, and while those are numbers that we want to be able to show people and let them know, here's kind of how many of these things are happening in our community, we made the choice that any of the addressing information that happened with that crime would not be something that we would release. Um, because it was kind of one of those things that we made a decision as a city that there's no reason for us to re-victimize that victim. And so any of those, uh, again, if you go to the Open Data site, if you go to the Citizen Connect site, you'll see that as one of the categories and you'll be able to get a count of them. But any of the location information has been pulled out. Um, so that's just kind of one of those things that through this process, we're, we're trying to make sure that we understand how, how open do we need to be? What are those security privacy things that we need to do? But again, kind of making sure that all the departments are, are on board and figure out what are those things that we still have in a system that would be interesting or relevant or helpful. Um, so that's kind of the process that we're going through. The next big step that we're working on is actually putting together what's called a performance site, which is kind of a report card for the city, if you will, using our data. So as we're looking at how well are we um, taking care of the city's fleet of vehicles and how, how economically are we doing those things? How quickly is our HR department being able to get an applicant in and, and hired and looking at efficiencies in that process? Um, what is the call volume that comes into the city's 911 system? You would be amazed at the number of calls that come in on any given day and kind of looking at the trends through the year to see the spikes because, hey, on 4th of July, lots of folks like to shoot off fireworks and calls go up. Same thing around New Year's Eve. Um, so that's one of the things that we're working on now and, and we're hoping that by being able to do that to kind of get back to your, your point, Mike, that we can all kind of look and see where what are those ways that we can use this information to improve how we're serving our residents, how we're serving our internal departments um, and figure out better ways of doing things. So that's kind of the path that we're on and we're trying to get everybody on board, but it's it's definitely something that's different because I think, again, everybody was kind of used to working in their own lanes and going, okay, well, this is what I know how to do. And it's making sure that we have those opportunities to kind of break down those internal walls and have better conversations with each other inside the departments and our residents as well. I got you. And it's been a fun uh, journey too. It's, there have been a lot of challenges, but it's been a, it's been a lot of fun go, uh, tackling those challenges. And so Melissa, um, we're kind of wrapping up now. So we would like to say thank you for stepping out with Little Rock Parks and Recreation. So with that, this is Grant signing off and say goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Mike. <laughs>